Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm. With me this week, we have Johnny Riot. Hey, hey. And Brian. Well, hey there. Hey. I think you expect me to say Major Potty, but I'm trying to shift away from using our gamer names <laughs> as much. It, but you can find him at Major Potty. <laughs> why'd you it, use my gamer name? Off. It's the same thing. Cheater. It's not my fault. <laughs> It, it's completely your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I capitalized. I couldn't help it. You did capitalize. That's a move. Um, but uh, thanks for joining us. If you didn't know, Mammoth Gamescast, you guys can, of course, find us on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. As well, over on Twitter, at Mammoth Games Inc. Um, we have some pretty good stuff to get into this week um some exciting things happened we got some look at we got look at some games that we're excited about coming up um but first if you guys did not know you can actually head over to uh the epic game store and you can snag some free games uh we talk about them pretty much every week last week we talked a little bit about sheltered but big deal they also threw up the complete edition of neo yeah, that was a free. big surprise. That was a very big surprise that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, super sick. Um, yeah, you know, Neo is um, kind of like a Onimusha meets like a Demon Souls game. Yeah, yeah, it's more of a yeah, a, a Soulsy Onimusha, almost Ninja Gaiden-y, but like the harder ones. Yeah, yeah, um, really, really good. At, I, I was I was wondering because I remember we looked at Sheltered last week and I was like this is kind of like you know like a, a story driven almost Fallout Shelter meets Papers Please kind of game. Um, looks great. Uh, I actually downloaded Shelter, uh, Sheltered. I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out. Um, but yeah, don't 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 miss out on on Neo. That, that's a good get. It's a real good. All get. right. I loved that game for like a day. <laughs> it's not like the open world style that like the uh, other Souls games and stuff are. So that's true. Yeah, um, it, it is a little bit more like gated point A to point B entrance exit kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's it's still really good. I really like the like different styles and and the weapons. Um, yeah, they did a really good job. All right. Um, why don't we go ahead and just jump into our first. Uh, our first topic here, um, the oh, uh, the first topic is actually the PlayStation recap. Um, did you guys, did, did all of us get a chance to watch everything? Oh yeah, I was watching it from home uh, as it was happening because I was giving play-by-play -play commentary in our group chat. You were, you were, um, and and I was I was watching it um, and and. And working at the same time, so you know sometimes it was muted, but I did go back and, and ended up pretty much watching everything over again. It was mostly um, just me squealing in the group chat. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a strong showing though. Um, I, really, really good. Oh, sorry. Yeah, good. I I only managed to catch like a few of the bigger trailers and stuff like that. I didn't have a opportunity to watch through um, a lot of the other smaller announcements and stuff. Okay. Yeah, um, so they started off with, uh, well, I'm not sure exactly what they started off with. I, I, well, yeah, actually, I do remember, but what we're looking at is a little bit of, little bit, like, out of order. 
Um, or maybe it's backwards, because I noticed the first thing they showed off was Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, the complete remake of the game. So it's not just like a, like a port or something that we've got several times, I feel like, over and over, where they're just like, hey, you can now play it in a mode that doesn't suck. Um, yeah, this is a complete rework, um, and they had uh, a video. Actually, the video that continued on after um, talked a bit more about what that remake consists of. Um, so, like, what you know, what they're putting into the game to make it um, to make it special. So, uh, pretty good. Uh, I, I was really, I was really excited to see that. I was like, Austin, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Yeah, those were your words, literally. I saw some news that like some of the voice actors are coming back for us, um, including Jennifer Jennifer Hale, I believe it is, who we would know as Femshep from the Mass Effect series. That fits. That fits for sure. Um, after that, we got to look at um, Project Eve. That um, blew that me away. That weirded me out for a minute because I was like, this looks like something that I should know what it is already. I don't know if you if, if you got that feeling. It's like, that. I feel like I've seen this before. I might be the only one. Like, no, it, originally it had very big Bayonetta vibes, I thought, but then it yes. like, transitioned out of that super quick. Um, and then I really didn't know what I was looking at. Like, it just... It definitely kept me going. Like it was, it was dope. It was. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm actually going to. I'm actually, going to pull up that 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 whole video and just kind of scrub through it a little bit. Um, because they uh, that 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 was a strong showing just right out of the gate. Just seeing those two. Yeah, they um, did a really good job. Like right off the bat on showing us some things that we didn't know we needed. Yeah. Um, let me get... Kind of move through this. I missed just a little bit of it there in the beginning. Yeah, because they showed off... I think it was just kind of their, like, introduction or whatever. Um, and they had the... Night stuff, project stuff. The project stuff was actually pretty long. Yeah, it was a lot, and that's honestly what got me the most about it. Is it was a very long presentation on that project showed Eve. off. Yeah, that showed off um, cutscene and gameplay. So, oh, and it was it was pretty gory, which was. Um, a little surprising. Like, I would look at that and be like, oh, this is just going to be, um, you know, like a standard hack and slash uh, action adventure thing. Um, there was definitely a lot going on for it. Yeah, yeah. It's. Th this one's hard to explain. Um, it's very much uh, you have to see it kind of situation. Um, so definitely go look up Project Eve. Um, but after Project Eve got into the old meat and potatoes, as some would say. Um, which was uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, the gameplay trailer. Yes. Um, yes. 
Um, I, I know you were just as excited about seeing this as I was. Yeah, we were um, very pumped when that gameplay started showing off. I mean, it's it's kind of what we expected, though. But I was really excited yeah. to see like the actual magic turns and stuff for it. Yeah, and m one of the other really cool things, um, there is an overworld map. <laughs> How rad is that? Um, I, I, I got excited over something so simple like an overworld map. Um, but, yeah, uh, one of the big things, the magic, they even pointed out, like, hey, in this fantasy world, why would there be guns? And Tiny Tina's like, shut your mouth, that's why. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like perfect. Like it, it hits the, it it hits the vibe of pretty much what you would think of of Tiny Tina running a D and D campaign or a Bunkers and Badasses campaign. So uh, I don't know. Um, I, I, there's no thought in my mind about we got a we got a release window, which is exciting. Yeah, March twenty fifth. Yeah, we're getting March, so I'll take it. Um, yeah. Because that month, month, or those February, March time frame isn't crowded enough already. Yeah. And, yeah. and they always, the last like couple years, they have been, but then we see people bail right. from, from those. Um, so do I so, fully expect it to drop in March? Not entirely. Right. That's my thing. I was like, I don't think we'll see this in March. It, it would be... <clears throat> I'd be surprised if, if this did um, stay in March, um, but we'll see. Um, the game does look like, I mean, it, it doesn't, it's not breaking, like, the mold or anything on Borderlands gameplay. They're just adding yeah. a lot of things and tweaking things to it. So, right. you know, I mean, I, I'm probably wrong on that. I, if there is one game that will probably stay, I think it would be that. Yeah, it's possible. They they announced a couple different editions for it. Um, so you have your your base game, which is your normal sixty. You have your next level edition, which is going to be your your next gen or your Xbox Series and PS Five version. Uh, and then you have the Chaotic Great Edition, which I think is just hilarious because it's just a fun play on normal D and D stuff. Um, yeah. Um, what what do we remember? Do you remember what comes with that? Um, Pre-order bonus is going to be a gold armor set, um, and I the the category is going to get you the season pass as well. So they're already confirming extra content. Okay. Do we know exactly what all the extra content is? Not quite, but I mean, obviously, it's going to be some extra story content, and we're used to Borderlands giving us enough extra content with their passes. So we'll see. Yeah, um, I I pretty much usually with the Borderlands titles pick up the one that comes with the season pass. Usually, just ends up being worth it in the end. I normally um, do, but I'm really mixed on it after not touching Borderlands three after buying all that. So I don't know yet. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you didn't, I, I did. <laughs> I played a lot of it. Brian and I even played um, uh, a few of the. DLC things and main game stuff together. Yeah, we did the um, the God, the name's escaping me, but the one expansion that was on the Ice World with the Cthulhu monster that was dead. Um, Love Gun and Tentacles. Yes, that one. Yeah, it's a really good one. 
So that's why I'm like, some of their best stuff comes from their DLCs, I think. Where they're just kind of free to get really creative with it. Right. Uh, aside from that, there's also a um, Tiny Tina's Wonderland treasure trove. Doesn't come with the game. Um, yeah, they, does come with moved, a bunch of other stuff, though. People are kind of hating on it because it's where they moved kind of towards the... Um, this is kind of a collector's edition minus the game. Um, yeah. But if you break it down on like a, a dollar for dollar, what's actually going on there, you figure out that like, it, it, it really is worth it. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, they're giving you a, a really cool little... Um, you're getting a plushie, so you're getting a butt stallion plushie that's puking up a rainbow. Um, you get some enamel pins, you get a cloth map. Um, the biggest win that we all got excited about, though, is it comes with mm -hmm. a special exclusive um, Bunkers and Badasses module. So it's just a quick little one-shot that you can play through um, separate from everything that comes with Bunkers and Badasses already. Yeah, so made, it's by, uh, made by Ian. Yeah, he uh, he, he got to post in. about it. He he, I think he tweeted about it or he, he posted about it and said that like it got to be his first job when he got brought on over there at uh, at Nirvana, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to add to the um, the fact that uh, this collector's box doesn't come with the game, I think I kind of like the direction personally because I've been buying my games all digitally anyways. And so you're not having to buy the same game twice over to also get, like, collector-exclusive stuff. Yeah, like, that's the other mm -hmm. big thing is we saw enough times where, like, if you wanted the collector stuff, you would have to cave and just buy a version for a console that you don't have to right. get the stuff that you wanted. Um, Ubisoft's already been doing this for a while anyway, so when people get mad about it, I really just don't think they're paying attention. Um, yeah, this is like $100 worth of stuff. It's a $100 package, but if you break the stuff down MSRP style, you're looking at over $100 worth of stuff. Right. Um, it's people just aren't really understanding that people are just like, oh, there's no game, though. It's stupid. I was like, yeah, but if there was a game, it would be like 160 bucks, and you'd be pissed. Exactly. That's true. Like, it would be a $200 game at that point because it would come with the um, great, like, the best edition, and then you'd be all mad that you're paying 200 bucks. You'd say, oh, this stuff isn't worth it, like... Just be real about it. You don't want to pay for things. <laughs> yes. Yes, very much so. Um, I, I, I will say I wish they would do, um, uh, like, an addition with, like, a statue or something. I would love, like, a Borderlands statue. Um, that's just something I don't have. I have a couple action figures of, like, psychos and stuff, but I like those things. That's just something I would like to see personally. All right. Um, after that, we got a look at um, it was. Uh, it's called Forspoken, right? Yes. I know oh we've my seen. God. We've seen bits and pieces of it up to yes. this point, so, but they really, really dove in with this one, the, yeah, showing well, off the traversal. You know, it off. Looks so this, much fun in this game. This is the one that got me the most yes. excited because they've showed us gameplay before. They've shown us some traversal and stuff, but they hadn't showed us any plot, and I was really excited about the potential for it because we just knew like oh you're in some weird fantasy world and obviously your character doesn't belong here um, but this time they gave us plot like they gave us what brought your character to that world why you're there what you're supposed to be doing and it's very classic RPG tropey and very anime tropey because you 
they showed that you play as a character and it showed her just like being a depressed teenager <laughs> in the middle of a city and yep. like current <laughs> setting like neon lights and everything and just super depressed I was like oh cool I've been there a lot yeah the traversal though you you know you're completely you're completely right on that um, looks super fun it I, I, I'm trying to think of something that's not the game prototype to <laughs> attribute it to, but I can't find one. Like like Infamous, maybe. I was just going to um, say that. But that's because I feel like those two go hand in hand. Um, the only thing that I would call out is, I, I do think the, the voice acting looked um, and, and the um, mocap for the characters, you know, face matching what they're saying um, looked a bit off, but can't even complain about it just because of how great everything else looks. Right. Um, kind of got so some... So yeah, uh, I, that, that I kinda really got some, went uh, from something. Sorry, I keep interrupting there. Yeah, you're good. Uh, Go ahead. I was just going to say, the combat mechanics kind of made me think of Spellbreak for a moment there. Okay. A little bit. I can see that. A little bit. It was weird, and that's kind of where like I want to dive back because when you find out what's going on, like, you play this girl who, like, wakes up in the middle of a, a church or a castle keep or something. Right. Very out of place, considering she dropped out of the current timeline that we're in, like, this setting. And she kind of, like, walks around and starts talking to herself and then hears a voice back. And the voice is like, oh, it's me. I'm she said, show yourself. And it's like, oh, I'm right here. You're looking at me. And look at the, look at the end of your arm. And it's a bracelet that she's wearing for some reason. Like three hundred of them. Yeah, it's <laughs> like gives her it's like some crazy <laughs> weird gauntlet thing, um, and it just gives yeah, cool her looking. it gives yeah. her these ridiculous powers, and she can summon up attacks out of the air. It lets her um, like it lets her glide through the air and do like those big distance jumps that we're used to seeing in big games. Um, so it kind of like breaks that fourth wall a little bit because it's telling her like, oh, we can do this, we can do that, and she even jokes at one point in the trailer is like. Oh, what what do I do next? Fly? She goes, no, you can't. And the thing tells her, like, no, you can't fly. That would be ridiculous. And she's like, oh, well, it's good to know that there are limits. It's good good to know my barriers there. And I just, (laughs) I thought it was hilarious because, like, yeah, that would be totally something that I would do. Like, oh, I must have all these other crazy powers, too. I wouldn't test for luck. (laughs) Hold on. Um, So the next part I actually missed... um, let me take a look and see what it is. I see it. I see it loading. Um, oh, it was uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction is what they were showing off. Um, I, I was really excited for this at first. Now I'm I'm not too sure. It still looks good, um, but I, I think I, I think it's. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'm gonna have to see like a beta or something like that some sort of like demo to like test it out yeah to see if it's, it's like, something that i really want to put money it, into because i really don't like the like it uh, like it's not that i didn't like siege but I, I didn't play a lot of siege just because you know it just i i that's a thing to do with uh like a bunch of people like a group of people you play with regularly Right, you you need a good team for that, it, or at least people that you know you can work with, kind of like on a Destiny raid situation. Right. 
Yeah, but it's it's got potential. Uh, it looks neat. It looks different enough. I just again, it's one of those games. Will I have the time to play it? Probably not. Yeah, and I think I fall in that same category. Rainbow Six Siege was something that like I always considered wanting to get into, but just never did because there was just too many other things that called for my attention. And then, like I mentioned earlier, with needing people to be able to play it as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I could definitely see how this would be a like in a. Uh, a game that a lot of people are excited about, for sure. Alright. Um, what did we have next? After that, they talked about... Oh, yeah, the um, Alan Wake remastered, which we had got a bit of an idea on. Yeah, like, we, well we, we knew it was coming, because the stuff had already leaked online, including, like, everything... Right. Um, everything's shy of a release date, though. So, yeah. Um, and I, I don't remember. Did this? Did this give us a release date? I don't. Yeah, think October fifth. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, that's okay. Yeah, right around really, the corner really there. Soon. Yeah. Also, I'm, um, I just want to make it known to anyone listening that I tried something new today because you had been um, talking it up. Um, while I'm talking about all these things from memory and glancing over at my side screen, I'm actually trying out New World because the beta's up. So Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm playing as well. The, the plan was to try to play together while we were doing this just to see just to see if that was possible. Um, and uh, it is, if I'm not doing too much. <laughs> it's weird. It's definitely weird. Um, so far it's not bad, though. I'm digging it. Nice. Yeah, I got to that um, town you said you were by. I'm like standing in a fountain, just hanging out. So, um, but getting back to the um, PlayStation announcements, uh, after Alan Wake, they talked a bit more about GTA V and online coming to uh, PS5 and next-gen stuff um, on uh, March 22nd. Yeah, essentially, um, it got delayed from. It was supposed to come out in November. But yeah, they're pushing it back. Um, that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting that they would um, that that it, it is you know that it they had to push it. I w if there was one thing that I feel like wouldn't have been pushed, I think it would have been this, right? Just because it's yeah. already been <laughs> done for hey guys, eighteen we, years. Yeah, so hey guys, we have this like eight year old game. Do you uh do you uh want to just play it again? Like, no. <laughs> no. And that's been the big thing. A lot of people were like... The, the, I think the biggest headline that I saw after this this game specifically was like, okay, we're kind of sick of hearing about it. Right. We want to move forward in some direction. It's turning into a, like a Skyrim situation. A little bit. Just, like, um, I think it's not as... It, it's not as ingrained as funny as like oh we're buying Skyrim another time or something like that. I think here this is this is kind of getting upset about it. Yeah, people are like oh cool the same game again, which I, I hope it addresses a lot of like the quality of life issues because I was playing this with friends last night and there's a lot of things that 
it needs to be updated with as far as like just general menu mechanics and it feels dated it does for sure it does feel dated yeah. but with um, this uh pushback for playstation users you can still keep claiming a million dollars a month from the playstation store for in-game currency which does you next to nothing anymore <laughs> true yeah. um but i think my hope is that they just separate them that would be my starting hope with next too. gen like they did with I mean, um, I, i'm like Re why else would there be the delay right the game's already done it's just it's just updating the um the assets like textures yeah. and the and, and not even the assets oh, the yeah. assets will stay the same the textures will be upgraded to 4k maps right um which is time consuming but they've had a lot of time it's not that time consuming um, and a lot of times, if you start, developers, if they start right, they will do um, a very high res map to begin with, mm -hmm. and then they'll do lower res maps beyond that. You know, just, just to play it safe. Like, hey, if we need this in the future, cool, we have these lower res maps that are already, or uh, higher res maps that are already ready to go. I'm wondering so, if they just didn't anticipate that. It would go on as long as it has. Oh, and definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then again, it's like, I feel bad if, if I just envision Rockstar as a farm, and as of right now, Grand Theft Auto V is that poor old cow sitting over in the edge, and it is like <laughs> oh. a raisin on legs because it's been getting milked so hard. Yes. Yes. Um, it is their uh, pun intended cash cow. Um even though Red Dead's awesome as well. Um, but after that, uh, Tokyo Ghostwire, right? Yeah, I forgot that um, game existed. Yes. Um, and then I had the, the, the flood of memories coming back of um, Keanu Reeves, and I can't remember the girl that was working, uh, working there at the time, um, kind of taking the like show of E3 with their wholesomeness. Um, but the game the game looks cool. I, I still am not 100% on what this is, but I do love the kind of unsettling nature. Uh, it, it reminds me of something like... Um, Fatal Frame. That's what I was looking for. Uh, it has, it has yeah. that, that, that style. Um... And it, it looks it looks fun. I'm excited for it. I mean, it's it's neat. It looks really cool. It's it, is it going to be a game that I jump on day one again? Probably not. I'm going to wait to see more about it because as much as it does stand out, um, and just enough of it reminds me of things I'm already used to. So I'm I'm still excited for the potential that's there though, and I want to see how it feels because the way it's set up is it, it's going to be one of those games that has to feel really good while playing it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and I feel like it's going to be um, it's going to have a, a bulky feel. I don't know why. Just looking at it, I, it, I don't know. Um, but beyond that, we did see more of Guardians of the Galaxy again. Yeah, they showed us a little bit more of it, and at first I was bummed. I was like, I'm already sold on this game, don't do this to me. And then I was like, you know what? 
never mind. They gave me just enough extra story content that I, th I think I'm going to be okay with knowing what's going on then, like what the over, what the bigger like story arc's going to be. Right. Yeah, I like seeing. I, I like seeing the small things. Like I'm not really paying attention to what they're saying and things like that, but uh, I do like seeing um, the assets, the characters, and the. Uh, the world, like when they were flying through different areas in the ship or whatever, um, they had some really high detailed environments, and it, it it looks really good. It looks the game looks fantastic. So um, I think what helps is that for, this isn't a game of service, is like what Avengers did. So they were able to specialize it a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. Uh, that will not be the last Marvel thing uh, in this show. Uh, so um, they moved on. They talked a little bit about Vampire the Masquerade's Blood Hunt. Um, I played it. It's good. Um, it, it's it's not the best thing in the world um, as far as uh, games. I, I, that might just be you know because it's not like my cup of tea, I guess. But um, it is fun. Uh, I, I like that it's it's different from the other like battle royale games that are out there, giving you um, some really really rad powers. Um, some of your jump abilities, wall climbing, you know things can kind of come from uh, come from anywhere. And then you have like I said these abilities where you can um, like basically bamf like Nightcrawler and disappear and teleport. Um, or just turn into smoke. Always fun. Like I'm, I'm sorry. That's like the best thing about being a vampire is being able to just vape away. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one of the things that took me as a, took uh, you know took me by surprise was um, while playing uh, there are NPCs of course across the map. They're just you know regular people living their lives down on the streets. Um, you still feel like you're in like that club scene. The entire city feels like the club scene from, uh, what was it, like, was it Blade 3? I think um, it was the first one. It might have been the first one. And that's totally fine. I want that club scene all the time. <laughs> that's what the city is. It's, um, but the NPCs, uh, you, you can use um, like a special like vision that the vampires have to see what um, perks you can get from people's blood just NPCs on the streets. That's so great. Um, yeah, so you just wipe them out, gain some extra abilities, and and, and move on. Um, it's just an, another layer. It's kind of like part of your um, like arsenal, you know, for your loadout. Um, so they showed that off uh, saying that it is coming to um, the PlayStation... Uh, was it PlayStation, just PlayStation 5, or did it say PlayStation in general? I um, don't even this remember this PlayStation 5, I believe. Yeah, I think, yes, it, I think it, it was. This was a very heavy PS5 um, presentation, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. um, there's very little, if any, they talked about PS4. Yeah. Which, um, so I'll mention <laughs> later, is something I think is definitely needed. Um, yes. You know, give people... A reason to still want to try to fight to get their PS5s, but give people a reason to be excited that they already have one. For sure. Um, so uh, yeah, that, that one's just it. Just twenty twenty one. We'll see. Uh, 
you know, as we get closer, if they end up doing, uh, I think it'd be smart, doing some sort of demo or uh, something for PS5 so, those, so we can see what it feels like over there. Um, after that, we got more Deathloop. Uh, kind uh, of surprise, surprise. Yeah, God, it's, a we- it's less than a week away at this point. Why? Yeah, yeah. Um, Just I, I, I don't know. If, yeah, I, I don't know if we need to go into Deathloop, but they spent some time on it. Um, they, they spent qu- like quite a quite a long time on it, actually. Right. Um, I just, just want to play it at this point. I don't need more trailers. Yeah. Um, the next one is that that was uh, Tachia. I think is the name of the game. Um, this one's looks it. It looked like that. Like um, I don't know. Is it like a paranormal horror game? Um, it, it was the one that had the um, Johnny. I'm not sure if you remember seeing it, but it was the one that had the looked like a, a recording. Um, uh, it said play in the corner. Yeah. Um, and and it just kept cutting to like different like drawings and, and things on the wall. Um, presented by Radiohead and Yeah, it's the kid A it, it's the it's the dumb new Radiohead thing that's got announced. It got like the vinyl itself was up for pre order a couple days ago. It's just a big Radiohead collab. Ah, yes, yes. Um, that one's coming in uh, November. I, I don't know what to expect of that. Um, so it, it looks like it has a little bit of a spooky vibe, so that's cool. Um, we'll see. We'll hopefully get to see more on that before uh, it ends up dropping. Um, and as we uh, kind of taper off um, Uncharted, uh, the Uncharted uh Legacy of Thieves collection coming to PC and PS5. Um, did they show some stuff before that? They they yeah. did. It was yeah, it was that game with the um, kind of kids sitting outside. Uh, it looked like they were on like an island. Oh uh, yeah, of some type. Yeah, um, I forgot the name of it already. It's a super cutesy game, and it looked like it totally straight up had your character playing a ukulele that was yes. very reminiscent of The Last of Us 2 stuff, um, playing guitar, and then this kid was like almost very Disney or Pixar-esque, like just turning, like going into the body of multiple different animals to then travel around like those animals. Yes. It looked um, really, really neat. It's not at all the kind of thing I am going to want, but I think it's going to be something awesome that I would love for my kid to want to play. Yeah. It looks it, it looks interesting enough. Um, that, again, it looks like just kind of like an exploration, um, kind of just hanging out kind of game. You know, where, where like you said, it would be perfect for, uh, like, a kid getting into their first, you know, like, it, it, their first, like, big game. Yeah, like you said, they kind of, you can become different uh, different creatures to do different things. With, but as well... Yeah, and this, like, the theme that they're going with is just kind of, like, bring out, like, Pacific Islander culture and stuff like that, and one yeah. big, uh, or one bullet point that they have on there is that they're working with um, local voice talent from that region, and that 
all of it is being recorded in like their native languages. Oh, my bad. Yeah, this one is the Tachi yeah. game. Um, yeah, yeah, this one's Tachi. The other one um, was that Radiohead thing. Um, yeah, I, I, I did not get the name of that one. Um, but let's see. Yeah, that that one that one actually looks really cool. Um, it kind of gives me Breath of the Wild vibes of the way the characters like jumping off stuff and hang gliding like, around on the canopy. To, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, or jumping off stuff and becoming a different animal, and you know, diving into the ocean and swimming. Um, it's a little Mario Odyssey, a little Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they got into the Uncharted collection for PC and PS5. Um, yeah, saying that it's completely remastered. Um, does this come with everything? Yeah, I think so, including uh, Lost Legacy. Lost Legacy, because I know I saw um, like four Lost Legacy, um, but I, I assumed if they're doing it, they're going to do literally everything. So that's cool. Um, definitely a, a, a good deal on yeah, that. I mean, yeah, as of right now, it just looks like it's four and Lost Legacy, and no one through three. Oh, no, 1 through 3? Right, oh. it's just 4 and Lost Legacy, because they've oh, already remastered wow. 1 through 3. That's right. That's true. Yeah. That would make sense. Huh. Okay. Well, um, but the bigger announcement is that these are coming to PC as well, so... Right. Yes. Um, after that, they did show off Gran Turismo 7. Um, yeah, I, I... Johnny, when you were in the chat, I think... Um, well, actually, they showed off a lot of stuff here at the end. Um, was Grand Turismo 7 the last thing that they had showed off? Um, no. No. They still, um, you still have, uh, God of War Ragnarok and, uh, yes. our other Marvel announcements as well. So it was, they, they kind of mixed yeah. it up because they were just quickly showing things there at the end. This is Jay, and if you're enjoying this episode of the Mammoth Gamescast, don't forget to follow and review us on your favorite podcast service. Now back to the show. Yeah, Gran Turismo is the last big thing they showed, like as far as like a long presentation before they wrapped. Right. Um, like they showed us a bunch of Gran Turismo stuff, which looks pretty. It's just I'm not a racing sim guy. I don't care about driving right. in game. I don't like driving in real life. Um, <laughs> that being then, said, uh, I am um, looking forward to uh, Forza Horizon Five. I think this is a it, Sony it, day. Get out of here. Uh, it's easier to get excited for that because it's already part of a service that we're subscribed. Exactly. To. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I I know some of the exciting things here at the back half. One was um, a trailer going into a bar scene. You see a lot of people just knocked out. I, it reminds me of the bar from Deadpool. I knew this as soon as I saw it, which yes. kills me. Um, it, like you said, it shows you panning into a bar, a lot of people knocked out. One lone dude sitting at the bar with a big old flannel on and a cowboy hat on and you just see him from the back and one of the dudes just starts stirring you know as you're panning into the bar and he gets up and you see his like down by the side he has like um a, like a combat knife and he's readying it like he's gonna stab the dude and then the dude makes fists out comes the claws that's a wolverine game um man I i'm trying to think like, combat, I, I can kind of expect. Um, 
I wonder how far they're going to go with it. You mean... Because Wolverine's been a part of a lot of teams. God, I still remember how over-the-top ridiculous the uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine game was. As terrible as that movie was, that game was so much fun to play. It was fun. Uh, and, and that's the thing with some of these with some of these like Marvel games. They're weird, but they're 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 weird, but they're also very um, like I don't know. I don't want to say like addictive, but th- there is a lot of fun to be had. Like I remember playing some of the like old Hulk games. Yeah, um, you just run around and destroy entire cities. Oh, you mean <laughs> uh, that was what was the Hulk Ultimate Destruction or whatever. Uh, yeah, was that the one? Because I know there was more than there was a couple. Okay. Um, but yeah, really, really, um, really good. And I, I don't think that there's much of a way that this could be bad unless they're like, surprise, it's a games for service, and you get Avengers again. Um, so yeah, that's that's something. Um, well, it's by Insomniac Games, so I have yeah. a lot of faith so, in the uh, nail gameplay mechanics. Just let's be honest, that's something that is in their wheelhouse, is just making games that feel great. Yeah, and I think that's the other big thing, is that we saw it was Insomniac. Like, we just got Miles, then we get, now we're getting a Wolverine game, um, which led into our other transition, because we barely got anything out of Wolverine. Yeah, it was, like, just a small screen, basically, uh, for Wolverine. Um... But yeah, go ahead. You were kind of leading into it. Yeah, we got another game. Uh, Insomniac showed up on screen again and kind of led us over to show us Spider-Man. Like we had this really cool narrative. We had a what we had a really awesome narrator, which don't know who it really was yet. Um, no confirmation there. And while going through talking about like the hunt and things like uh-huh. that, which really make me think and hope that it's Craven. Um, I think we saw we, we saw Spider-Man and Miles just like laying into a bunch of dudes and then they kind of stood there for a second and then you heard a voice talk back to the narrator and saying from like an alley of, yeah from like yeah. a dark alley saying like oh we will and it was that gritty like we that you heard and then it just it, it kind of zoomed in and showed you like it, it's going to be Venom Right, like we're we're gonna be getting yeah. Venom in the new one, which is gonna be kind of insane. And I don't quite know how to feel about it, except for the fact that we have a new Spider-Man game coming. Probably not until like 2023 at this point. It, but um, for sure, it gave a a release date. I think it's supposed to. Be, yeah, you're it right. Just said 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, a release uh, year. I guess I should say. Yeah, but that was surprising to see Insomniac like, hey, we're working on two different things. Um, pretty big. Uh, I, I don't know. Is, is is that bad? Are they... Um, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think that they're you know spreading themselves too thin, or do you think that they're big enough that they can handle? I don't... I think they're giving enough time, and they already have enough of the resources there. Right. So I don't mm-hmm. think it's really going to be them spreading themselves too thin. Per se, because I, I just, do feel it, yeah, it's no. just these two games that we know that Insomniac are doing now, and there was no release date given for Wolverine. This was just kind of like an Elder Scrolls Six teaser, like yeah, we're doing this. Um, right. Whereas with Spider-Man, we actually know, or at least at this time, we're 
aware that 2023 it's going to be the the one that will come out first. Wolverine was probably further down the pipeline. Like it's, it was so cool to though see Insomniac drop two things like that that now we really can be excited for. Um, but yeah, and then like we already kind of talked about, we got that stuff coming. They decided to wrap up by showing us the big guns, and they showed us a lot of God of War. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, well, we got some cool confirmations from God of War as well. Um, it, uh, you know, you, you see these people, and I, I don't think. Do you think a lot of time has passed? I would say it's only probably been like a year or two since yeah, the last game, I think if some, anything. I think some time definitely has passed because one of the doors comments on Atreus being older or bigger or something like that so in yes the actual yeah itself yeah it doesn't feel like he it, it's not like uh like he looks a little bigger Atreus looks like a little taller um but not n nothing too crazy um but one of the things um uh, that they showed off you know the gameplay looks super solid looks exactly like you expect it to um, and people are getting mad already because the gameplay looks the same as the last one, but like, oh, get no. out of here. It's it, a sequel, it's built it on the same engine, it's, it, it, it didn't need to change. The franchises yeah, one, do this all the time. One of the, and we're going to see it with Spider-Man. Spider-Man, they're not going to reinvent a bunch of stuff, they're going to update some tools, the gameplay is going to be exactly the same. Um, I mean, essentially, we it, already did from Spider-Man to Spider-Man Miles Morales. They, I mean, yes. How many ways can you make New York City different? Yeah, it, it's it's honestly just um, it's honestly just uh, making those tools better. Um, right. But yeah, with Ragnarok, they said that this was going to be the end of the, um, the the Norse saga. The the Norse saga. So there's just going to be two games. Which was interesting. I expected them to take it a lot further. I thought that um, for a minute, but then these games are bigger than the than the than the other God of War games were. So right, right. They introduced a lot of characters. Yeah, it's more character driven. It has a definitive story that they're trying to tell with it. Yeah. And as well, they are. Um, they're they're getting rid of. Like everyone was like, okay, cool, we're gonna get this other game. You know, Corey Barlog's gonna be the the like director and things like that. And nope, Corey Barlog's not. Um, he's on board. He's working on some other stuff for, uh, for you know, um, for, for Sony uh, Santa Monica, but he's he's not the lead. He's just the like he's probably like I would imagine like an advisor of some sort. Like, hey, I would do it this way. You know, when they don't know exactly what direction to go because they're facing, like, a big problem. Um, but they did try to get Corey to kind of talk a little bit more about what he's working on. And he's like, oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Um, <clears throat> but he, he's not spilling the beans. But they are working. That being confirmation, yeah, it looks like they are working on something else. Um, so... That's cool. Um, you know, they, they have really, like, really reinvented themselves. Um, 
yeah, I, I would. I, I'm really, I'm really, really excited for this one. Um, one of the other things that people up in arms. It's probably my favorite thing that they're, you know, on what people are up in arms about is they're like Thor's fat. <laughs> no, Thor's fun I, Thor now. I am so excited to see this more realistic approach because yeah, yeah, it's. I saw like it reminds me of a video that I saw forever ago about like true strength and like how like the world's best strongmen aren't these like Arnold series like jacked ripped dudes but they're these like tree stumps of men that can just right. pick up anything because they, 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 they have a layer of like what some people would consider unflattering uh, flesh above this core muscle yeah, like, I want to go back and just be like, dude, I, I immediately want to go to one person that we can both easily identify and just fucking look at Mark Henry. <laughs> Mark Henry. Literally the world's strongest, they call him the world's strongest man because he's a strong man. Yeah. Um, he's a thick dude. And he could probably lift a Ford Ranger over his head. Um, More on to the point with uh, Thor, I mean... From what I'm understanding, it's more accurate to actual Norse mythology than what, say, you know, the MCU has been doing. And in the game itself, Mimir talks about how, like, uh, how much disdain that he has for Thor and calls him fat, like, all the time whenever he's telling stories about him. That's true. Um,. So that that's that's gonna be that's gonna be funny. That's that is what they do. They kind of talk about um, Thor as this like whiny, kind of annoying. He's an asshole. Redheaded hedonistic asshole. Yeah, yeah, he is. Like they talk about the story of him uh, impersonating his mother at the wedding uh, to one of the Jotuns. And how after they got married, he reveals that oh no, it's actually me all along, and then just kills everyone at that wedding. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, goddamn! Um, from what I understand, like that is an actual Norse, you know, mythology story of Thor that they actually did. Yeah, yeah, they um, they they showed off some other cool characters too. Um, a couple uh, like they showed off some other like Jotuns and stuff like that. Um, and then some of those like returning faces, you know, some people that you would expect. So, um, really good, really good trailer there. You know, finally confirming some of that. You know, some of those things that we had wondered about or questioned. Um, and that was pretty much it. I mean, after that, like I said, they did go into uh, talking a bit more about like details uh, on you know having different people on the, you know, kind of coming up and, and just speaking about, like, hey, what's going on with the game? That's where I got some of that content with, like, Corey Barlog and stuff like that. Um, so definitely go through, at least scrub through the PlayStation um, video there, because there's a lot of good stuff to get to your eyes yeah, on. And it, was about. it was big. It was big, and a, a lot of the stuff didn't even get announced directly in the videos, um, but came with interviews and stuff after the fact. Um yeah. Right off the bat, when it started, it said that Knights um, <coughs> of the Republic was being built for the PS5, uh, and then we found out that it's going to be a PS5 timed console exclusive. 
Um, so it, it'll probably still drop on PC. Like, there's no con actually, there's no confirmation there even if it's going to drop on PC at launch. Um, yeah. It's at least going to be PlayStation Five and not on Xbox for a while. Yes, I, I assume it's probably going to be like a year thing or whatever. Probably, and um, this, is, this is one of those things where like it's yes, we see that Microsoft is picking up studio after studio after studio and it's giving us a ton of like this is only on Xbox, only on Xbox now but then we come up to this and we have like that's cool and all but how about uh, how about we give uh, PlayStation just the one game that everyone's been wanting forever right um, so yeah uh, I, I don't know um, is there there's a few things in here that we're getting pretty soon um, but a lot of this stuff was like, hey, this is some good stuff to expect, you know, next year or the year after even. Um, but, you know, I'm not mad about that. I, I, I expect there to be, um, I expect there to be, uh, you know, that kind of downtime on every console generation. So, um, good stuff, though. Like, I know, uh... Which one? Uh, what's going to be the first one that's going to be coming up? Um, it it was supposed to be Grand Theft Auto. Uh, <laughs> that was moved. So, I don't know. Blood Hunt is this year. Um, the uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. That's next. That was early next year. March. Right? Yeah, that's March. Yeah, yeah Deathloop. No, that's not it. Um, Deathloop's Death the, the closest thing. It's the closest week. one. Yeah. Like it's, it's a yeah. couple days. And then after that... Yeah, and everything else is, feels like it's pretty much... I think there was one or two, like, um, that uh, Radiohead thing. Um, I think that was November. Yeah, <coughs> and we don't even know what that is yet, so... Right. Um, so, yeah, uh, uh, pretty wait. good showing. I don't think what's the other one that's coming out real soon. Ah, October yep, 5th. yep. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely go go check out that video... Um, and get hyped on some of those those games that are um, right around, you know, those ones that are right around the corner. Um, moving along, we did have an update on the Epic versus Apple um, situation. Uh, yeah, this only lasted a year. Um. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually shorter than I thought it would be. So it felt cool. like it felt like a lot of the stuff was. Um, some stuff was happening so much that we just stopped talking about it here and there. I was like, oh, it's nothing new. Oh, it's nothing new. It'll be a while. Oh, it's nothing new. Yeah. Um, and then we did. We were all taken aback when this news hit the other day. Yeah, just surprise drop. Um, the Basically, the cliff note is um, Apple must allow alternative payment methods on their app store. Right. Um, that's the big cliff note. There. Um, yeah. That there, was an injunction sure. that was um, given by the judge in the court case. Yes. So, um, what that means is we shouldn't have to go through a browser um, to be able to have things like Game Pass or other sort of like services like that. Um, doesn't mean that they're going to change it. That you know, some of these companies have figured it out. Right. Uh, you know, like hey, we can do it this way. So like, why would they? Why would they worry about you know going back and doing it another way or whatever? 
Um, but yeah, we could see that dedicated app, some of those dedicated apps for those streaming of games um, change here, you know, in the next year, however long it takes them to update things. Yeah, and um, a lot of people are a lot of people are saying that this means that Epic won, which in a sense, yes, but they also lost. Like, right. Epic lost on every other count except for this argument, um, which is kind of what they were going for anyway. But uh, unfortunately, Epic is also going to have to pay out millions to uh, to Apple for missed sales because they did breach contract. Correct. And yeah. Apple was not ruled as being a monopoly. They were just doing practicing anti-competitive strategies. Oh yeah, yeah. The judge was like, yeah, I, I, technically, I can't say you're you're monopolistic because you're technically not. But Jesus Christ, are you? Doing so many, you're towing the line. and anti-competitive things. Right. We're watching you. Yeah. Um, so that was that. That was interesting. It was a surprise to kind of hear. Um, I don't think it's over by a long shot. I think they're going to continue having you know back and forth just to figure things out. Uh, Apple has ninety whatever. days now, so they have ninety days to implement changes. Yeah, um, so that's interesting. Um, I would say you know if you are someone who's doing a lot of streaming and you have an Apple device, um, there you go. I'd, I'd look for some changes here in the next ninety days. Hopefully, that means the Game Pass app will be able to do streaming then instead of having to do like the web, the page. browser, and the, yeah. yeah, which I don't mind. I, I like it in pretty much any facet, right. um, but. Um, it would be nice to just have a dedicated app that I can, you know, tag up there and be ready, you know, good to go. Not to right. worry about anything else. Alright. Um, yeah. Um, the next one was a kind of a follow-up. Um, talking about, what was it, last week we talked a bit about the, um, the hate day rate off issues. Twitch. Yeah. yeah, day off Twitch and hate rate issues. Um, yeah, it looks like Twitch is is suing to uh, hate raiders. Um, I, 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 wh what do we think? Do you think that's just a response to I'm people saying they do response. something? This is, this is exactly what we talked about happening last week, where we all agreed that, yeah, even like a roughly 10% dip in numbers meant that they were going to have to do something, even just to make shareholders happy at that point. Um, all right. Also, I have to say that this is like just completely aside. It's really funny when two of us at the same time in this dumb game are trying to loot a box because <laughs> it looks like we're children fighting for the best toy at the bottom of the box because <laughs> our arms are just going in and out of the box trying to find loot. <laughs> no, the T Rex is mine. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, see, I'm envisioning like. Two soldiers just slapping each other's hands at the moment. Yes, that is exactly, <laughs> exactly. what it looked like. <laughs> and my my guy has these. It comes up to like right above the elbow, um, and it has like a almost like a collar to these gloves that he's wearing. And they have big. They're big pink and have bows. But I carry a war hammer. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. Seeing those hands digging through digging through a box fighting with Johnny's character. <laughs> <laughs> for whatever is there. It's good. It's good. Um, it's funny. 
Uh, yeah, we um, saw we saw Twitch take a loss on some numbers the other week, which we all thought was much needed, um, despite some people being stupid and still streaming to say that they were against it. Whatever. Right, nerds. Um, and you still have people watching too because the the wording or the messaging wasn't exactly as clear as what it probably could have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, but Twitch decided that hey, um, we're going to hold these people accountable. So um, they're going to sue the the two big known hate raiders that they found out, which mean which also kills me because it means that they knew who they were. Um, yep. How long did they know that was who it was? I don't know, but it's still very stupidly upsetting. For them to be able to be like, yeah, we're gonna start. Don't worry. It's like, oh, so you did know who it was. Cool. Yeah. So, so you could like have done something watching. about this sooner. Yeah. Right. It still falls short as to what was trying to be uh, brought to the table because I believe that there was a list of things that they wanted Twitch to do in response to this, and that was having a sit down round table with a lot of their creators to discuss how to approach this. I think they also wanted to put limitations on how many Twitch accounts you can attach to a singular email, and then another thing that they wanted to do was to be able to control whether you can or cannot receive uh, raids from other people. Because I think if you could turn off the ability to receive raids, that would probably well, prevent a lot of this as well. I think one of the other issues, though, is these weren't traditional raids in the sense that True. people expect. It's just people that are they're aiming bots, and they're saying, yep, go for it. That's the target today, um, which sucks. But what we were seeing a lot of is, and, and we, we already knew, there's tons of people raiding in with like racist usernames and stuff like that. Um, but... We also saw a complete lack of good security because one of Twitch's responses was like, "Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard. God damn it, it's happening again. <laughs> um, it's kind of hard to, you know, stop all these users because we stop one, we stop one of these usernames, and then they just, you know, they change the username and come right back with a different one now. And it's like, the, how the fuck do you not know how to IP ban people? Right." at least make it harder for them. Like, yeah, there's workarounds for IP bans. Yeah. And you know what but that that's is? that's more work they it's have to do. It's still more work, yeah. Like Exactly. Sorry, anytime a, anytime a company wants to argue a security measure as, well, they'll just find a way around it, fucking cool, address that issue when it happens then. Right. Quit being lazy. Like, yeah, you have a like, job to do. Do it. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous, and... Even with all this stuff happening, um, a little aside, because we don't have a direct article referencing it, but we have the fact that I've been trying to stream since, and uh, friends of mine have been trying to stream since. Um, the other night, after we saw Twitch say that they were going to take these people to court and sue them, uh, one from Austria, one from the Netherlands, we started seeing on Twitch a massive spike in botting. Um, we started seeing a lot more people get hit with uh, follow bots and stuff. Um, I mean, it used to be really annoying to like get the ones that would show up in chat and be like, buy more followers, this is where you want to do it. Uh, which was really stupid, I hated it, and I would ban mm -hmm. those people left and right. But now we're seeing a, a wide number of thing, people that are just showing up, or bots that are just showing up to trigger people's follow alerts and to fuck up their numbers. 
and it's something that's happened before. Um, we had seen it a lot in the past. It was usually one of these like, oh, once a week or so you'd probably get or maybe a couple times a week. Um, but now it's a thing that we're getting literally every 10 minutes. Like, That's crazy. There are people that are just now hitting like affiliate status and stuff that are super excited to get more followers, followers and they're getting hit with uh yeah here you go yeah here's another follower but they're not real here's another follower but they're not real here's another follower but they're not real so none of that is helping them at all um huh. so imagine being super close to a to a follower goal that you set to be able to celebrate that you're finally doing something on twitch only to have like a dozen follows come in in one night and have them not impact your follow numbers at all right yeah um, and that's, that that kind funny. of hit me, but in the longer term, because I only get to stream like once a week, if that. And I was getting, you know, I, I sat just under 100 followers for months. I was at like 96 followers, and I'd constantly get these little bot follows. And then it was like, oh, never mind, you're not going to matter. So you're setting off my alerts for nothing. Damn. Yeah, that's, that's super weak. Um... But it looks like there is that workaround. We kind of talked about it. Yeah, uh, a little yeah. There's bit some there's the some show. workarounds out there and some ways to kind of restrict and uh, and block those names from even being able to, to trigger your follow alerts and stuff, which is cool. Yeah, it still sucks. It's just it has to be killing done, keywords. Yeah. Again, though, so like I said last week, it's something that we shouldn't have to really do. Right. The with Twitch being owned by a mega corporation like Amazon. There is no reason why they don't, they can't pull their funding to solve these issues. To have, have a pro platform that can take care of these kinds of things. Yeah, and there was, I, I saw someone on Twitter the other day that was like directly adding, like directly going at Twitch, and they were like, "Hey guys, I kind of do cybersecurity. It's really not hard to implement a way to IP ban bot accounts. Um, I don't know why you guys haven't done that yet. Seriously, I can do it for cheap. DM me." And <laughs> That tweet blew Get that up. Job, dude. <laughs> that tweet blew up because so many content creators, like if, if you, and it's annoying, if you go on Twitter and you just search for the word Haas, you're gonna find everybody complaining about these stupid bots because that's the main name they use is Haas and then host. They rotate between them and it's just so many. Crazy. But yeah, um, it, it looks like even if it is like retroactive, that they, they're taking some steps to do something. Um, but it still paints them in a pretty scummy light. I think. Um, I don't know. We were you were asking about it earlier. Like, how do you pick? Uh, like, how do you pick what um, you know what platform to stream on if you're like a first time streamer or whatever. Um, we were like, good question. It, it, it is... It, it, I think it is things like that that help... Well, yeah, that, that would help me decide. Yeah, it's things like that. It's what what is your company doing, um, not just to, to financially help support you, but to um, morally support you at that point. And, yeah, like, we lost Mixer, and it wasn't really great, but then we only have Twitch and Facebook gaming and YouTube 
and they're all different enough, but like they're know, all really, bad for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, like they're all terrible in their own way. Like Twitch doesn't pay you much because Jeff Bezos needs his money. Um, yeah, they Facebook pretty much is if, super if, if convoluted and doesn't care if you're a terrible person when it comes to being a partner or not. If, if you're if you're unaware, um, yeah, Twitch Twitch takes half of your like half of your shit. Yeah, and if you're not like, part, like if you're partnered, you can negotiate better rates, but even then they're not great. Like yeah, they're still going to take like a quarter of your shit pretty much. Um, I, I know if you're an affiliate, like. I think you and I. I think you're affiliate, right, Johnny? Yeah, I'm affiliate, so I can at least like I can at least get subs and stuff. But they still right. take a big chunk of it. Um, they take like half of it, unless yeah. it's like what is it, September or whatever. Yeah, September you get a little bit better, but they also give people discounts on subbing. Yeah, so it's like they're still not doing anything more for you. It's just you're <laughs> you're able to you're just able to get um, a, a bit more. Um, just by volume on your end, yeah. Just by just because they've made it cheaper, which is eh, whatever. Um, but yeah, definitely something to consider if you're, uh, you know, first time streamer. Like, look into like, hey, what, what, what community would I like want to be a part of the most? Right. Yeah. Um, so moving along, actually, I threw this one up here for uh, you, Brian. Um, just talking a little bit more about that insider program. I think we mentioned it, but I threw up some steps here on how you can go about making sure that everything's good. We didn't talk about that last week, did we? The um, that there was an announcement for another uh, Halo Infinite tech flight. Yes, I no. think we talked about that quickly. But we didn't dive into, hey, how do I do that? It was because it is a little confusing. I think it it wasn't announced until actually the around the same time that the PlayStation showcase was going on, because that's ah. when I remember seeing it. So okay. I think this was more Xbox trying to say, yeah, we're still here too, while PlayStation was doing its uh, bombshell event. Yeah. Which but, is really so, what the event was. You, I think that's the best way you could have phrased that. Yeah. Um, but as far as this tech flight goes, uh, to get registered for it, you just go to halowaypoint.com, register your email, make sure that you're open for receiving uh, their promotional items, and then September 24th is when this next tech flight is supposed to occur. I don't think they've given any details of what they're going to be testing in this one. The last one was trucking out, uh, playing against AI bots on multiplayer. Another tip that I would definitely recommend for Xbox users is to download the Xbox Insider Hub app onto your console, and then that is one less step that you have to deal with when it comes to downloading what you need in order to participate typically or how it went last time is that when this became available you would go to the xbox insider hub app then you would download the halo insider app and that's where you would be playing the infinite tech preview from there okay yeah i, I was looking through it and I, I just kept looking at it myself and going am i doing this right I, I like I didn't see anything that talked about the flight like as of yet. No, there there shouldn't be because there isn't one going on. When it becomes available, it will be available for you to download. Um, mm -hmm. at that point, 
because I got an invite last weekend to do a preview for the next season of Master Chief Collection, but I didn't participate I in didn't. it because I had family down here for the week, and so I just wasn't going to be available for it. Yeah, I got some info on uh, on that one as well, um, but I ended up not not going forward with it. Um, yeah. So yeah, there there is. If you are still like, hey, what do I do? Um, you can go over to the uh, halowaypoint.com, like you said. There's a whole rundown of becoming an insider, talking about public flighting and things like that. So definitely go checking that. Go check that out if, if you are interested. Um, Again, another uh, Sony Studios uh, or PlayStation Studios um, uh, kind of bringing on other like other studios um, under their umbrella. They welcomed uh, Fire is Fire Spirit, right? Uh, Fire Sprite. Fire. Oh yeah, Fire Sprite um, from um, it's a, a team from Liverpool. Um, they worked on some of the PS4... Uh, they worked on the Playroom for PS4. Yeah, they did um, mostly VR stuff. Um, yes. They did the Playroom VR, they did a Run Sackboy Run, uh, and they did the regular Playroom, so you can definitely see that Sony is focusing a bit harder on um, figuring out the, the VR side of things, so... Yeah. So, um, just another one to add to their... Uh, <laughs> to, to add to their... Um, ranks, and it's kind of like painting a picture too of what they're looking for. They're not just looking for one thing. They're not just looking for these big AAA um, studios. They're looking for people who can do different things. In this case, VR is going to help push, um, you know, whatever they have planned next for VR. All right, and the last big fun article um, <laughs> is uh, the Tripwire CEO. <laughs> This kind of um, started up just after this was recorded last Sunday. Yeah. Yes. So last Sunday, we didn't even get a big chance to bring it up. Like, it all happened in such a quick matter. Like, I don't even think we were able to mention this until... Because this, this, like you said, it started all after we recorded. Um, mm -hmm. So, to those out of the loop, Texas is a terrible, terrible state. Uh -huh. They passed a really, um, really awful, awful, awful anti-abortion law, which also gave people the ability to to get $10,000 cash if you narked on somebody for getting an abortion. Essentially, it sidesteps... an abortion. Yeah, it sidesteps the legality of blocking abortions to by making a civil suit and deputizing pretty much everybody in the state maybe even in the country too to be able to just submit a report and claim ten thousand dollars essentially on anybody that is even associated with helping someone get an abortion so yeah uh terrible terrible thing stupid 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 because it was uh, scientific reasons behind it they're they're trying to say that anything past anything at six weeks and up um you know all that fun stuff if you do your own proper medical research you will understand lots of things um, but one that at six weeks even like 90 percent of doctors are going to say dude you really that's not viable not a thing how about no right. um essentially what it is is like the supreme court 
said that at 24 weeks is the minimum amount of time that uh, minimum or maximum, I'm not sure exactly right, is you can't block anything younger than 24 weeks, I believe is what it is. So all the anti-abortion legislation that has been passed has been more restrictions on the actual facilities themselves trying to make it so that way it's harder to be able to provide that kind of service because they can't go further any back. And by making this a civil suit, they're able to sidestep that essentially because by deputizing everyone, you can't have a specific entity they can go after until an actual case has been made. Yeah, and it's all super annoying, but yeah. the, the, the big reason we're mentioning all of this is um, the president of Tripwire, um, Smart guy, CEO of I Tripwire, heard. came out on Twitter last week right after this all, like, all this stuff was going big, and he was like, you know what? Not enough people say it. I'm glad that this happened. Thank you for being pro-life, Texas. I think this is a great call. And he instantly got ripped apart. And there were companies that had been working with Tripwire that tweeted directly at him and were like, cool, these are nice personal beliefs that you can have, but the second you publicly state that this is your belief, you make that you make everyone associated with you fall under that umbrella to the public. So right. we're yanking, we, we are in the process of voiding and, and canceling out all of our contracts with you. Um, every one of our tripwire contracts is getting pulled. Um, so yeah, the the tweet itself um, was just saying, as an entertainer, I don't get political often. Yet with so many uh, vocal peers on the other side of the issue, I felt it was important to go on record as a pro-life game developer. Um, it kind of being proud of everything with Texas and and yeah, it, it's um, and. <sighs> God damn. He's a weird you know? dude it, to begin it's, with. It, uh, like, he he got his songs for the metal Christian band that he has into a previous game. I forget what it was. But it kind of also his way of preaching about the same kind of stuff, too. Yeah, so... Um, like, pretty much immediately, um, you saw people, like... Corey Barlog uh, from Sony Santa Monica, Cliff Blazinski um, pop up and just ripping him to pieces. Um, Alana Pierce saying, and I assume he had a vasectomy before tweeting this. <laughs> um, so it was it was it was big. Um, it was an instant blowback from yeah. so many people. Yeah, um, it, it was, it, it was, it was pretty brutal. I don't know. I I can't understand the thought process behind. Let's do that. Like, if there was ever a time of like, hey, I believe this, but it's probably best to just keep my head down and shut up. Yeah, it, think, it would be a scenario like chat, that. I think in our group chat, when one of us shared the link, we I think I shared the the, the first link about it, and. I think it was either Austin or, or you that might have said, like, yeah, this is suicide. Like, why would yeah, you I was do like, this? Pub like, a, like, a public execution at this point. Because he's just going to get destroyed. Right. Yeah, it's like, dude, you're just asking for it. Like, you know that gamers are a very 
big like you know these human rights are very big for gamers and that we are definitely kind of in control of your paycheck yeah so <laughs> and what that did is that caused more things to even come out like like that that there are other problematic things in other games they've released um, like I think the I think Killing Floor had some problematic songs and stuff in it at one point. That's um, what I'm talking about. When I yeah, was, that's, that's, that's the one. The game that I was trying to mention. Yeah, I think it was Killing Floor, Killing Floor Two, and because yeah. people were posting about that, and I was like, cool, glad I don't play either of those games, and yeah. probably never will now. I ended up platinuming Killing Floor Two because we played <laughs> it so much. Like Austin actually played with us. He doesn't play multiplayer stuff. <laughs> Uh, we just played it so much it was just dumb and we had a group of friends that all like playing it so um, but, but it's, it's been some time and if someone did say something on here that did make me go you know th they're right and I think it in a lot of scenarios a lot of times we go hey let's not support this person because they're a piece of shit and you're very right to do that and it's completely your your thing but someone on here did make that very good point like um it, it was on who was it it was gary witta commenting on the post well that's the last time i'll ever consider playing any of your games bye uh, someone's like imagine uh vetting literally everyone um on a film or a game to make sure that all of the ide um, ideologies align with you before you know you, you give them a job or anything like that um, you know, there's tons of people who work on these games, and I totally get that. But I think personally, I'm also a firm believer of like, man, there's a lot of people that have livelihoods at stake. So him stepping down, it kind of changes the the dynamic on that. It's the not, dynamic. It, it takes away what the problem is. It's not um, like the Activision Blizzard scenario or the Ubisoft um, situation that's going on, where there was actually some consequence to that action that was carried out there was actual there was repercussions for what he did so yeah he is no longer in that position anymore and there's still terrible people that work there i can almost a hundred percent with a hundred percent certainty guarantee that but you know to each their own everyone's gonna have their own um their own take on something like that right um I do think it was very important, just for Tripwire in general. As soon as something like that comes out, they were really, really quick at the take of going, hey, uh, that dude, his opinions are his own. Don't reflect us here at Tripwire as a company. Effective immediately. He's gone. We're going to put um, the current co-founding member and current vice president, Alan Wilson, to take over as interim CEO. Cool. Yeah. All right, moving forward. You know, we can forget about this guy. And um, th th that post that, I don't, I don't know, um, I think it was you, uh, Brian, who, who oh. posted about his, <laughs> the way his Twitter had changed. Yeah, um, like, Janet Garcia had so a pretty funny. good take on this, where so it was a side-by-side -side of his Twitter bio before and after leaving the company from this post. And essentially oh, yeah. it's, he is... It's uh, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, insert typical WWE, uh, we wish you well on your future endeavors line here. Um, and we'll forget about him and move on and I don't know. We'll see. 
Yeah, I, I fully I like, suspect I, this I, guy. I liked, uh, he said what he I said, yeah. knowing that there'd be consequences, and I think he just didn't care. I see. I, I don't know. Part of me wants to say that he did not realize that. There yeah, would I be think that he consequences. Felt, so given, <laughs> given a because person's typical pain. mentality in that, given a person's typical mentality in that kind of scenario, and given the minds given that mindset given that belief set um they typically think they're invincible um Mm -hmm. and i'm pretty sure that that's what he thought is that he was invincible i man i i part of me just wants to say that he was like oh you know people are voicing their opinion on this side of it you know i'm gonna go ahead and voice my opinion on on the opposite side of it respectfully he he wasn't he wasn't rude about anything yeah He's just he has shitty opinions and he doesn't he it's like it's like saying something and not realizing where you are. You yeah, don't know I your guess surroundings. I guess that would be the closer thing you know? to it. But it just Yeah, it's like it's like walking into a biker bar and be like, Bikers suck and then he's like, yeah. Oh shit. I'm about to get my ass beat. But that kind yeah. of s- lack of self awareness is kind of shocking in this day and age, especially in you know, twenty twenty one where you should have a pretty good idea of how you're going to be received for your opinions as a public figure like that. That if you're going sure. to come across that way, you you should know that there's going to be pushback on that. But I think this was more him trying to cater to the people that he just wanted to cater to. Yeah. Weird choice. Bad take. Like, have fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, it, it was a rough day for him. Um, rough week. Yeah. Rough week. <laughs> rough week. He he had a rough week. I'll, rough, th- I'll, th- I'll tell you that. Much. Rough rest of career, <laughs> I would guess. Yeah, I mean, if if there was a book like wrote on like how to destroy your career in like video games in twenty twenty one, that that that's right there at the top. I think. Well, yeah. it's very similar to... Blacklisted, even. Like, who's going to hire him? He's going to have to make his own thing, and then even at that, like, who's going to publish it? You know, if, if he's blacklisted like that. Right. Well, judging by his new bio, I don't think he's going to be trying to get back into the games industry, at least from what I'm seeing here. It'll be a couple of years, and then... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll try to come back, and, and we'll be talking about this again. Just laughing... Well, um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. That was the um, the bigger things that happened this week. If you guys haven't, um, pop over and check out our uh, monthly show as well. Just talking about all of the uh, all of the upcoming games and uh, things that you're paying for, and freebies that come along with it. Um, our monthly show. Um, but uh, as always, thank you guys for hanging out. Um, for Mammoth Games Inc. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm. We also uh, have Johnny Wright. Yup, yup. And Brian. Take care of yourselves out there. Have a good one, guys.